Dan Scott, barely a week ago, I heard you rail for two hours about independence. And? Mr. Hardwick, how many times have I heard you speak of freedom at my father's table? Half the men in this church, including you, Father, and you, Reverend, are as ardent patriots as I. When you are needed most, stop at only words. Is that the sort of men you are? I ask only that you act upon the beliefs of which you have so strongly spoken and in which you so strongly believe. Hello, Patriots. We're back. Another episode, Patriots Voice of Michigan. Brian Venusen here alongside Dave Ajma. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Just uh, amazed at all the news media, how it's all trying to analyze everything, and they're probably all wrong. They're trying to demonize Trump as usual. It's probably all the more reason I'm going to like him. So, exactly. So, you know, convention's coming up. Yeah. You guys have yours on the 5th, and ours is on the 1st. So just a couple weeks away, and our lovely Den Hollander sent out a mass email, and I want to read it. Okay, go ahead. So it says, looking forward to a great county convention. No, he's not. Let me start by saying how much I appreciate all the work that so many of you have put in this election cycle to help promote conservative values and to elect conservative leaders for Ottawa County and our state. While I don't know each of you personally, I can only assume that you ran for precinct delegate because you wanted to make our party, our community, our schools, our county, our state, and our country a better place. When I ran two years ago for vice chair of the county party and before that for the executive committee, I did so because I felt that I had something to contribute. I was encouraged to see that in a county this size, our email list, our fundraising budget, and our party engagement were very, all very low. It seemed to me that obvious reasons were that the party wasn't providing enough value for people to engage, and likely that people were turned off by all the infighting that had been going on for some time and had chosen to walk away and disengage. I wanted to change that. I had a vision for the party and the ideas and how we could get people to re-engage, how we could grow our voter base, our contact lists, and our donor base, Ways we could reach out to more constituencies and new demographics. Ways we could win back the ever more liberal Holland and Grand Haven cities. My, da my day job took me all over the country. And I had the chance to see firsthand what Florida was doing. They had been a shining example in several elections, and I wanted to follow what was working for them. They had created a club system within their county parties that engages like-minded people around common interests. They encouraged each club to meet once a month for meetings and presentations around their common interests. Some examples of clubs include the Cuban Republican Club, the Jewish Republican Club, the Patriot Club, the Republican Women's Club of XYZ County, and the Republican Book Club, the Republican Crafters Club, etc., these clubs gathered to discuss the common interests, heritage, or values. 
It isn't entirely unlike our women's club, Ottawa County Patriots, or Ottawa Impact. These two are interest groups, but in Florida, it actually sanctioned by the party, giving its own due structure and budget, and they all coordinate their election-related efforts. When they hold annual dinners, the clubs complete to sell tables and ads, and they get a portion back toward their club budget, but the diners turn out 800 to 1,000 people instead of 200 to 300. To accomplish this in Ottawa County, there were a few things we needed to resolve. First, we need a larger space where we could actually allow groups to hold monthly or evening, even weekly meetings. We needed a bigger budget so we could provide staff support, mailings, email support, web support, refreshments for meetings, etc. We needed to professionalize the party. So we ran more like a business than a hobby. We needed more capacity to candidate recruitment, vetting, and create resources for community and voters. We also needed to get back to a point where we didn't need executive committee members to carry three proxies just to get a quorum at our meetings. We've accomplished some of these things. We now only allow one proxy per committee member. We haven't had a quorum issues in months. Our last two picnics had over 300 people to attend, and our Lincoln Day dinner filled up nicely too. Fundraising increased, and we had a generous donor gift us office space that is five times larger than the space we were in. That space put our office in Heart of Holland, one of the communities that we're trying to win back. If executive committee meetings could be held at the office in Holland, we would no longer need to rent space, and we'd be able to provide an opportunity for people to socialize afterwards and build relationships. There's a lot of work left to be done, but I feel optimistic about what has been started and all the new blood and energy that have engaged the party to carry us forward. While I have no plans to run to be chairman next term, I want to facilitate a smooth transition to the next leadership team, whoever that may be. I also want our December convention to be a positive and uplifting experience for all of our delegates and to see people leave enthusiastic for the future. There is a process for these conventions that is set in our bylaws and in some areas governed by state laws. We are following that process. Sadly, it has come to our attention that there are some who want to put disrupt want to disrupt this convention and create conflict. I've reached out to those who are behind this effort to find out why they're trying to subvert the process and create infighting, but they won't return my phone calls. I'm going to na- I'm not going to name those individuals at this time, but may down the road if there is a need to. The electoral outcome of the convention is predicated on a set process spelled out in our bylaws and in some cases state law. Who leads the convention has little bearing on this, as we are all required to follow the exact same process and rules. The biggest difference that occurs when we have hostility amongst delegates is that people leave divided and with hurt feelings, split into two competing factions rather than being united against the Democrats. I stated before last convention, and I will say it again for this one, I have no need to be the chairman of the convention. If somebody really wants to be chairman of the convention, let me know. I'm open to have someone else chair the convention. There is much work that needs to be done to prepare before the convention, and if someone wants to take on that role, 
and has support for the delegates to do so, they are welcome to come into the office and I'll do my best to help them with all the prep work for the convention. I am also hearing that some want to ignore the process of expressing interest and having the slate committee put together a slate as set forth in our bylaws and would rather create chaos at the convention. This is very unfair to those that volunteer their time to be on the slate committee and unfair to the delegates who attend the convention expecting an orderly and lawful process. The members of the state committee give up their time with their families and spend hours creating the slate, only to have that work immediately thrown out at the convention, a slate that doesn't allow all elected precinct delegates equal access to expressing interests is not a lawful slate. If a group has a slate that want, they want to propose, put it before the slate committee and allow them to do their work by following the prescribed process in our bylaws. If someone doesn't like the bylaws, there is a process to change them once the new executive committee is seated. It is very common for incoming committees to make minor changes or improvements to the bylaws to try to keep them aligned with current leadership and changing circumstances. However, the new executive committee chooses to amend these bylaws is their decision, but this convention is governed by our bylaws as they currently stand. We have come a long way in this election cycle. I am proud of the work of the executive committee, from the resolutions that we passed in defense of our students and parents to the censure of some wayward commissioners to the outcomes of our local elections. We had great volunteer participation in all our campaign offices, we distributed thousands of voter guides, mailed postcards, raised thousands of dollars to support our candidates, print signs and literature, and run radio ads. All of this helps to ensure an overwhelming majority of our Ottawa County candidates and conservative school board candidates won their races, even in the face of different outcomes statewide. Alongside our friends is Ottawa Impact and Ottawa County Patriots. We knocked on tens of thousands of doors and talked to thousands of voters. And in an election that had some disappointing results, Ottawa County stood out as a bright spot that did things right. And I appreciate all the efforts that each of you put into play a role in these victories. There are kudos deserved all the way around. So I respectfully, so I am respectfully asking you, if you hear of those who want to be a part of deceit and confusion, who want to have a contentious convention, and so discord. Remember that God says in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, that he is not a God of confusion, but of peace. And again in Romans 12, 8, if possible, so that as far as it depends on you, live peaceable with all. There is no reason that we can't have a peaceful and productive convention. There is a prescribed process to ensure the delegates have a voice to choose the executive committee of their choosing. And there is no effort being made by this leadership team to subvert that process in any way. He is. You done? Yeah, he is unbelievable. Well, well, he's putting a feather in his own cap, trying to tell everybody that basically he did a great job. Uh, unity to him is their slate, and that's usually can exactly a lot of rhino. Exactly, it's a verbose example of a rhino establishment. What they would and we're we're not causing disruption. Oh no, we have two hundred and thirty America First delegates in Ottawa County. Yeah, and you're. And you got those people. He didn't. Exactly. So I just know uh, that Den Hollander from way back when I was in the RNC, running for the RNC and as a state rep. I do not trust him as far as I can go. Uh, their bylaws, whether he runs it or somebody else runs it, are all the same. 
Right. So but this convention, well, though, this convention that is for executive committee, there's the bylaws, there's no standing. It is all state law. So yeah. there's different well, there's different laws within each convention. So if this was a convention going to state, yes, then state Michigan GOP, then bylaws would come into effect along with state law. But this convention, the whole thing is whoever runs that that convention when you have it is going to be in charge of who that slate's going to be on. Correct, that, who's going to be on that slate. Yes, and that's key because he likes to put all the rhinos on the slate. Right, and you know exactly who they are, and yep. so do I. Because we used yep. to call Ottawa County the Ottawa County Mafia. You know, you had the Meekoffs and the, and the uh, uh, Heisingas. Yep. That group, Victory and so forth. They all talk a nice talk, but if you look at the voting record, they just don't have it. You had that same thing with a lot of your commissioners and so forth. Yep. You need to remove a lot of those people off from that, and I think that'll probably be done. Because some of the people I know that are involved now and getting involved in that Ottawa County are going to change things for the good, I'm sure. Yep. So absolutely. Just keep in mind, folks. Whoever leads that convention has a huge impact on who goes to state convention and who that slate can be. Yep. So, well, speaking don't of uh, that garbage. yeah, speaking of GOP leadership, our House Speaker Jason Wentworth is he is he worth much? No, <laughs> I didn't think so. He's uh, blames poorly run campaigns for a loss against Whitmer. And this is what he says. We don't rely on the GOP. We rely on our candidates and our incumbents to do the work, to meet with their constituents, to run grassroots campaigns. So we did not lose for any other reason than us not winning. That's it. There's nobody to blame. I'm not going to point fingers at Trump. The only thing I'm going to do is give credit to Gretchen Whitmer for winning. I mean, oh, these boy, guys are just... <laughs> He's covering his ass once again. Uh, the GOP has everything to do with it. He should have been very involved with those people running in the House, and the Senate leader should have been involved with them running in the Senate and find out who was weak, who needed help, put the money there. Exactly. It's not just all that person. He didn't do that. Nope. Both of those people, both Cherokee and he, were both the negligent what they did. They both need to go. Absolutely. So well, I know that for a fact. And folks, if you want to question me about that you can call me later but they're not going to be speaker anymore <laughs> no well democrat leadership now brings lgbt rights and gun reform to the table and whitmer is uh talking about universal background checks red flag laws and guns to be stored securely oh, yeah. this is a quote from whitmer i'm hopeful especially it's on the minds of so many people as we are on the sad one-year mark of what happened in oxford high school that we can get some of these policies done so we can keep our all students. Her, all her policies that have to do with guns in school will not and have not worked. No. You want a policy that's going to safe make your schools safe, don't call them a gun freeze. Zone. Exactly. That's exactly where the people are going to go yep. when they have a gun up, they want to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. Have the schools put a sign up that says this school has guns. And yep. then have those that are willing, able, and trained, just like the bill I put in way back in 2008, which would allow schools to have that. And you have your administrator, or even your janitor, whoever's willing, able, and trained to your proficiency that have access to or can carry a concealed weapon. That will stop the shooting. Yes. Not gun-free zone. Just because you declare gun-free means nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing at all. There's not been one, one school that has guns in the school 
that has been attacked. Not one in the United States. So that's right. bogus. Yep. She just wants to do what communists always do and take the guns away. That is one. That's one thing I will fight for and fight against. Yep. I mean, I spent 26 years in the military defending that constitution and our, our forefathers gave us that right so that the government would fear the people and we could protect ourselves from, uh, you know, criminals as well as the government. When you no longer have a weapon, they don't fear you. They just roll nope. over you and you will have tyrants for your for your governors and your presidents and so forth. Yep. And not be eliminated. That's why our forefathers put it. Absolutely. Uh, the last thing I got is... There is the Michigan Council of Future Mobility and Electrification. This wow. was created two years ago. And they came out with a, uh, I don't know what, a policy guide. Six, they had outlined 16 policy changes and investments. But the three main goals of this um, council is transition and grow our mobility industry and workforce. Provide safer, greener, and more accessible transportation infrastructure. And lead the world in mobility and electrification policy and innovation. So here are the 16 policy changes. You'll get a kick out of these. First one, invest in bus rapid transit. $10 million to oh. solve for employment and equity barriers. Like, I didn't know a bus was uh, racist. Uh, I'll finish your <laughs> sit there, what you're going to say here. I'll get into buses. So I know that one well. I share transportation. Second is fund public relations campaign. Third, scale EV jobs academy. Fourth, create global center for responsible artificial intelligence. Fifth, expand alternative fuel corridor for clean hydrogen. Six, uh, we need standard for EV chargers. Seven, EV consumer incentives. So basically, if somebody's buying an EV vehicle or a charger, they want to throw money behind it to get people to purchase those. Uh, eight, $45 million for bus electrification. Uh, Nine, expand the use of sinking funds to support electric buses. Number 10, support phase two MDOT work zone safety pilot program. 11, design clean fuel standard. 12, $30 million UAS tech development. 13. Pass legislations to preserve statewide automated vehicle policy. 14. Annual support for mobility agencies' capacity. 15. Pass legislation for a mobile research and development tax credit. And lastly, advocate to federal policymakers on important connected vehicle issues. What a bunch of garbage. Oh, tell me about it. It's worse than that. Your, your, your green energy is bogus, folks. We do not have the capability to produce with wind and solar the energy required. Green energy in the state of Michigan only provides 16% of the energy required. We already have in the summertime when it's hot, have to borrow energy from other states, so we have enough energy. Buses are mostly a waste of money. They make sense in Detroit. They make sense a little bit in inner city Grand Rapids, but out here in Granville where I live, it's worthless. Zero to three people. And when you see those buses run around with the little green tops, those things run between $750,000 and a million dollars apiece. The break-even point does not exist for those things. They're garbage. They shouldn't be on the road. When I was there, I stopped it and made sure that they would fix the old ones that had gas motors for a quarter million. 
because there's no break-even point for these electrified buses. Public relations is just another form of indoctrination. They're going to try to tell you, we all got to go electric. I got news for you folks. Think about this. If we would all go to electric cars, we are the perfect country to be hammered with an EMP, which is exactly what the Chinese and the Russians are working on. Yep. And so is North Korea. It's stupid to do this. EV charges, folks, they go over there, oh, we're energy efficient. Look, at, we're just gassing up our car with electricity. Yeah, there's a diesel motor back there running, giving them the charge, uh -huh. folks. It's not electric. Uh, sinking funds, bad policy. Uh, forcing this electric cars on us is garbage and backfire, and it's going to hurt us in the long run. We got plenty of energy in the United States. There's no reason why we shouldn't use it. Even God said you're supposed to subdue the earth. We got hundreds of years of coal and gas and oil. We need to be using that first. That's the only way America's going to be prosperous is when we have cheap energy and under Biden and them stupid Democrats, ignorant Democrats. He makes everything more expensive because he drives the cost of fuel up. It's insanity. It's simple insanity what he's doing. And most people go along with it because they think they're saving the environment. Meanwhile, in China and elsewhere, when they're making those batteries for your cars, they put out more pollution, making that battery for that car than a gas car would its entire life. Did you know that? Folks? Yep. Think about that. Uh, they dare be crazy with their stupidity, and people follow along like sheep. Yep. Throwing that money. Bah, bah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So what do you uh, think of Trump's speech? Well, it's, his speech was good. I mean, he stayed on point, said what he's going to do. Yeah, he usually I does thought it was what good. He he's going to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was happy with that. Of course, I wasn't happy with the fact that right off the bat, you got old Pence there coming in there and yep. saying, you know, we, Trump did a really good job. Me and Trump really did a good job. But Trumpism is what's needed, but not Trump. Bob, he wants right. to run for president. He was worthless, in my opinion. He had the opportunity to stop this nonsense and say, I'm not going to put my signature on this and verify this election until we have looked at all the anomalies in this election. He didn't do that. So he can go fly a kite as far as I'm concerned. Yep. By the way, I did a little research into that. Uh, so he's stabbing him in the back, Trump in the back. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cruz has 2% right now. Uh, support for president. Liz Cheney has 1%. DeSantis has 33%. And Pence has 5%. And uh, Trump is obviously way up there in the 70s or 80%. So, I mean, it, Pence is just going to be another guy that divides. He's not going to unify a party, especially when he quoted the Bible the other day. He says he plays, prays for Trump every morning. I don't believe it. He quoted something of Matthew, and I should have written it down. I looked at my wife, she looked at me, and I said, that's not in the Bible. That's simply not in the Bible. It's a, something he made up. It's not in the Bible. <laughs> so he obviously doesn't know his Bible as a result of that. But let's talk about some of the things that has really been bugging me. I'm going to refer to some of my Facebook posts because I talked about it. Uh, think of all the times in the past few years that you've been gaslighted. You'll know what gaslight means when I read this. They lied to you about open borders. They are bad. They lied about Hillary's 30,000 deleted emails. They lied about spying on Trump. They lied about Russia collusion. They lied, lied about a perfectly fine Ukraine phone call. They lied about massive Biden corruption in Ukraine and China. They lied, lied about the Hunter Biden laptop. They lied about the origins of COVID. They lied about the need for lockdowns and masks. They lied about the need for COVID vaccines. 
They lied about the vaccines being safer, safe and effective. They lied and covered up all the deaths and injuries from vaccines. They lied about the success of miracle drugs like hydrochloroquine and ivermectin. They lied about the stolen election in 2020. That's being gaslighted. Democrats, Biden, lie. Catch them on. When they're opening their mouth saying one thing, they're probably guilty of doing exactly what they're accusing somebody else of. That's mm-hmm. how nasty these people are. So, that being said, you copy me on that? I don't know if my headsets are working good yet. Yep, you're good. You still there? Yep. Okay, didn't know. So now, uh, in, in 2000, I forget the year when I was a state rep, I put in to stop the Indian tuition waivers. What the Indian tuition waivers are is they get free college education if they're one quarter Indian, whether it takes four years or 10 years. As soon as I put that bill in, I had the uh, Mount Pleasant Indian tribe lawyer in my office pit face, long ponytail, fat, telling me that, oh, this was part of the federal law. I said, no, it's not. Started under Representative Vaughn, who wanted special uh, recreation rights for blacks to get free college. And he knew he couldn't get it for blacks, so he thought he'd start with Indians. And then I looked at him and I said, doesn't your religion say that you have to help other Indians? Well, yes, it does. I said, well, I know, because I worked with a guy in the inner city who was an Indian. He told me about that. He said, well, how come you don't help the Indians in the UP? He said, well, they're a different Nations. See, we're all separate nations. I said, that's my point. If you're all separate nations, why does this nation have to help your nation? You're a nation within our nation. Then he walked out of the door. So now the Indians are requesting a seat in Congress because they claimed it was promised to them 180 years ago. Really? Special quotas again rear its ugly head and historically ignorant congressmen are buying it. As the Indians were moved to reservations back then, they offered a place for them to make their desires known. Then, not now. True, they didn't keep their promise, but to do it now is really sensitive. Just so a favoritism over a certain group of people. It's nuts. It's crazy. But they're going to do it. I guarantee the Democrats are going to push that through. But it's uh, senseless. So Indians don't vote, right? Uh, I believe they can serve in the military, and I believe they can vote, but I'm not okay. sure on that question. Okay. But in either case, if you look back at history, Indian tribes like the Blackfeet, the Crows, and so forth, they all fought and killed each other. When they fought and killed each other, they took their kids, they took their squaws, they took their horses, they took everything they had, destroyed them all, and then they took that. Well, guess what? They lost the war. We won the war. Be Americans, not Native American Indians. That's what I keep saying. Be American, just like Dutch Americans or or Hispanic Americans. Be Americans. You're American first. You're not all these other euphemisms stuck in there. Yep. It just drives me nuts that everybody wants something special because there's some different kind of people in the United States. That's not unity. Nope. That's division, folks. Yep. So that's what they're preaching, division. So let's see. What do I got here? Uh, Texas, Governor Abbott launched Election Day fraud investigations. I like this guy. Uh, like, why were there 782 voting locations? But because of lack of staff, staff paper, and they didn't open on time, people went home. Abbott said there were improprieties resulting from malfeasance and blatant criminal conduct. Good for him. Same thing happened in Michigan. But our legislators do nothing. Biden and Fetterman. Uh, every time I see that picture of Fetterman, uh, birds of a feather flock together. You got two income boots together. Oh, I know. What doing. That's another story. <laughs> yeah. New York Times, that's liberal media, compares Stacey Abrams to Moses. You believe that? Unbelievable. Well, I think during the time of Moses, uh, I think she'd be swallowed up along with Korah, Datham, and Abram. 
Bush and Obama are teaming up to run ruin President Trump's chances in 2024. That really disturbs me, folks. Biden's plan to fight inflation. Well, got news for you. His inflation plan causes inflation, and businesses know that. That's why they're laying off employees, getting ready for the next major recession. And that's also why 87,000 new IRS agents are being brought in uh, to, to, he says, Biden says to take care of the billionaires. However, there's only 600 billionaires, so folks, they're going after the working class, and even more money will leave your wallets, plus the harassment. Yep. Biden has his eye on 39 tri- or three, 3.9 trillion retirement, no, 39 trillion in retirement accounts he wants to get his hands on in tax. He would try to tax them. The printing of money, excessive spending, uh, that increased debt, and the increased gas prices also, that's just killing the normal people out there, especially the poor. Yep. Uh, your dollars buy less, and that's why you're being indirectly taxed. That's what inflation is. 63% of the 18 to 29-year-olds voted liberal 22 midterm elections. That means these ignorant people like socialism, open borders, student loan forgiveness, higher taxes, and late-term abortion. There's no need for, for abortions if you keep your pants on, folks. That's a reproductive right. Mm-hmm. State legislators have only met three times, get this, folks, in 138 days. Are you hearing that? It's only about 70 days this year that they met. That's your full-time legislature. So they were out for four months. You pay them 72 grand a year plus benefits. That's a part-time legislature, folks, and that's what they should be. They're on hunting recess right now, by the way, but only about 20 of the 148 actually bought a license, so that's bogus. House Republicans in Congress have won control, and that means that's a good thing. That's one of the big things, actually. And they will investigate Hunter's China connection, which will lead back to Biden. You, you really Biden think that's going to get done, though? Do you really yeah. think that that's going to yeah, happen? I do. Once they get in, they're going to do that. Matter of fact, if I could give any advice to Bill Heising and some of them other congressmen, you've got to do to Biden what they did to Trump. You need to impeach him. If it's only from the House, so be it. He needs to be impeached for his treasonous actions on the southern border. He needs to be impeached for his uh, getting together with his son Biden, making millions of dollars of kickback from China. He needs to be impeached. Wind reports, when will the dollar be revoked and placed with a government-controlled digital coin, digital currency? Which means the government control if and what you can buy. That sounds familiar, folks. I think mm-hmm. it sounds like the mark of the beast. This would be very prophetic. So you couldn't buy or sell without the government allowing you to with their digital currency. Twelve Republicans in Congress supported a bill to legalize same-sex marriage nationwide. That will threaten your Christian beliefs, folks. It cleared the Senate. It's called H.R. 8404. Yep. It's labeled respect for marriage. It's not respect for marriage. It's respect for immorality. Uh, Good old Mitt Romney's in there. I know. I'm going to tell you who they are. It passed 62 to 37. It would repeal the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act. This bill mocks biblical marriage. Mm -hmm. Who voted for this? Mormon Mitt Romney, you wouldn't think he'd do that. Roy Blunt from Missouri, Joni Ernst from Iowa, Richard Burr from North Carolina. These are all Republican folks. Shelley Capito, West Virginia, Susan Collins from Maine, Cynthia Lamar from Wyoming, Lisa Murkowski, Alaska, 
Rob Portman from Ohio, Dan Sullivan from Alaska, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, Todd Young from Indiana, and I want to repeat it again, our infamous religious man, Mitt Romney. Good, these folks. He's a rhino if I ever saw him. Okay, the assistant FBI director in Washington field office, in the Washington field office, is subtly retiring. I wonder what his, he's running from. Majority Republicans have promised investigations. Okay, Biden. He vows to raise $3.3 trillion in new taxes. This is Biden, folks. Hence, the 87,000 new ISOs. He wants a new death tax. He voted twice to raise taxes on Social Security. All you uh, retirees out there, keep that in mind. He wants to raise your income tax. He wants to raise your retirement assets, i.e. your pay. Oh, so you know he's going to try to get that money back that he spent, that $7 trillion or whatever he spent. That was more than all the other presidents in the history of the mm-hmm. United States. Okay. Uh, will the House impeach Biden for treason? We just talked about that. I hope they will. I just pray they will. A federal judge rules and blocks the Department of Home, Homeland Security from enforcing enforcing Title 42 anti-disease barrier at the border. In other words, if they're sick and disease, oh, you can't keep them out. You got to let them in. I got news for you. Way back when, when people came to the United States and they saw that Statue of Liberty, they had these big lines you went to. You didn't have a skill. If you were sick or diseased or you were crazy, they didn't let you in. You went back. You know that, folks? So we're letting these people in. That's why I say Biden is treasonous. It needs to be removed from office as well as this federal judge. It just said they can't uh, send him back because of disease. FBI Director Christopher Wray at a hearing in Congress said he had to leave early from the hearing in Congress to attend to business. Well, guess what? We found out he was leaving on an FBI jet on vacation. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, boy. You got to love it. Of course, he's a person put in by Biden. Yep. Uh, Georgia federal judge, Democrat appointee, rules that the Georgia state law banning abortions after six weeks is unconstitutional. What? Constitution doesn't say anything about abortion. It's right. wrong and it's judicial activism. Uh, who are the ones ruling the people? The legislators should be, not the stupid federal judges that put in mm-hmm. the bidding of liberal Democrats. Arizona, the citizens blasted Maricopa County Board of Supervisors on Wednesday, people yelled, the election needs to be nullified. Voting machines malfunctions. Printers, printers stopped working. And they spit out errors. They rejected ballots. They call, they, they're calling for paper ballots. I agree. Counted in one day. I yes. agree. Uh, Biden family allegedly exchanged $2 million in wire transfers with a Shanghai, Shanghai investment fund controlled by Bank of China over a five-year period, according to the Treasury Department. It's very difficult for Republicans to get any info on the Treasury Department, but they got this one. There were 93 transfers occurred between 2014 and 2019. And of course, Hunter Biden is exposed in these transfers. The Treasury Department logged, uh, logged reports 150 suspicious financial transactions by the Biden family. Hmm. Uh, so the Biden administration is, is obscuring, uh, obstructing the investigations. The Republicans have sent over 100 requests for numerous, from two numerous entities and have not received a single document. 
Apparently, government agencies fear the Biden ruthless vengeance. It's funny that all Democrats' accusations against Trump, which were and are not true, that anyone want to info on the Bidens, that's a big no-no. Once the Republicans take over the House, like I said, I expect things to change a bit. Education is a battleground, folks. From 2000 to 2019, administrators in education grew by 87.6%. 87.6% their top head, far exceeding the mere 7.6% of more students in the 8.7% growth in teachers. Add the CRT, that communism is good, furries are good, gays are good, trannies are good. Uh, it sounds like government. And Biden's free college attempts, and we are truly having our kids indoctrinated in a negative way due to educators. Okay, federal judge rules public prayer, another federal judge by Biden, is unconstitutional. Yes, another judge doing their bidding. ACLJ, American Center for Law and Justice. So for 230 years, and all our forefathers, I don't care if they're Democrat or Republican, used to pray, and they allowed it, and it was part of our country because we considered it a Christian nation. Uh, now a federal judge says, no, you can't pray in public. No. Some of these people need to be... Where do, does, he know, does he know what the um, First Amendment is, the right to free speech? Probably not. Oh, okay. You don't care. Because he's made a ruling. Right. See, his ruling, he's like a little G-God. Right. Oh, boy. Well, what else do I have here? Oh, Fox News reported that pro-abortion groups spent $400 million on media ads to sway public opinion. And it worked. Michigan kills 30,000 babies a year. Over 65 million babies have been killed in America. We are no different than the people of the Old Testament who sacrificed their children in the arms of a false god, Moloch, Leviticus 18, 21, 2 Kings 23:10. It's the same sin that the God despised and punished the Israelites for. It's called an abomination, folks. Leviticus also talks about homosexuality as an abomination. Yet we have churches accepting it and raising gay flags. We have politicians passing laws to mainstream homosexuality and abortion. Now, the question I have for you, can God bless America who does these same things? The answer is no. God said all these things defile a nation. And the land promised out its inhabitants. In short, God curses a nation that does this. But it gets worse, folks. Listen to this. Because we kill our babies, according to Biden, and we are not reproducing as we should, Biden says we have to give illegal citizenship. This man is evil, as well as those people that supported him. When evil men rule, the Bible says the people groan. That's Proverbs 29.2. I'm sick of evil men encouraging abortion, homosexuality, causing inflation, excessive spending, ruining morale in the military, feeding the lazy, calling the righteous terrorists, and destroying our republic with executive order. We want to survive as a nation. It's got to stop. It's simply gone. Yeah. Yeah. the Democrats, it will not. Here's another one for you. Just got this today. It was reported by Deep State Radical. They dig in. Over the past 20 years, at least 154 Chinese nationals, the Chinese, who worked as scientists on government-sponsored research at America's foremost national security laboratory, 
suddenly turned around and went to work for China. They had some interesting projects, some of which helped advance military technology that threatens America national security. Think of that, folks. That needs to stop. This is wrong. Because our military secrets of technology to China. Someone needs to be fired for treason, and Chinese should not be allowed to learn our secrets, work in top secret places, and then work against the United States. This is how we lose our technology, technological advantages to an enemy. They were recruited to work for China. Wow. Yep. That's just amazing to me. Not surprising. Oh, boy. That's basically all I got, uh, but I want to talk a little bit about uh, those buses again. Yeah. Uh, when I was a state rep, I chaired transportation, and I discovered that our bus system is primarily broken. What I mean by that, they are subsidized when I was there between 85 cents to the dollar to 99 cents to a dollar. Meaning, and if it was a normal business, they'd be shut down and be bankrupt. So that's why, like in Granville here, we have buses running between zero and three people every 15 minutes, 24-7. It's a waste of government money. So they don't need more money to be bombing around in buses. These Democrats want you to live in apartments. They want you to ride the buses or an electric bike or a pedal bike, just like Europe. I don't want to do that. I want cheap gas and a Corvette, folks. That's what I want. I don't want to ride on a bus with everybody else. So that whole thing with mass transit has to be looked at. And uh, there's, what's that one? Public Act 51 is how we divide all our money up to the counties and uh, MDOT and so forth has to be looked at because MDOT gets the vast majority of what they want, but a county can do a mile and a half road for what the state does a mile road. So they do it cheaper, more efficient. So the whole thing has to be redone. It's not going to under under uh, Whitmer. She'll ask for more and more money like she always is. And if she really wants to start somewhere. All these people are driving these electric cars. Make them pay road taxes. They're not buying gasoline. We're, we're paying 48 nope. cents or more than that. Instead of the federal yep. out of every dollar. Start charging uh, your mileage. You know, going to roads. They're not paying that. So. How are they going to do that? And I think what they're going to do in the future, they're going to come and put little devices on your car. I'm just thinking, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think it will. And they're going to charge you per mile. Yep. That's what they're going to do. Have this to. Is crazy. I hate communism. Has anybody out there listening ever been to a communist country and liked it? I have been into two or three. And I'm telling you, the people are not happy. It always starts with the same thing. We're just here to help. We're going to take your guns away. Don't worry about it. We're going to make you safer. No, it was worse. Criminals still had to go. Then they say they're going to do X, Y, Z, but we have to tax you a little more to do that. But you never get back what they tax you in your income. They always keep a large portion, and government always grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And the true wealthy are now government workers, not the worker bees of the state, which we would be. It's the government people, the tyrants are the ones that are multi-billionaires. So folks, don't buy this garbage. Stand up. Let it be heard. And if anybody out there is from Granville listening to this, uh, call me up. Let's get a let's get some signatures and let's try to stop these buses from coming in here with zero to three people at all hours of the night. Because it's just another hundred to two hundred dollars on your taxes. We don't need that. Did you hear of uh Steve Cara and the announcement of the Grand New Party 
pack. Have you seen any yes, of that? I'm very familiar. I discussed a lot of stuff with Kara prior to all this. Uh, I know what's going on. I'm on the inner inside on that. Yep, it's a good idea, and he's standing up, making a difference. He's a good man. Yep, absolutely. I like what I see so far. So hopefully yep. that'll that'll help. I met with him several months ago, and I was impressed with his intelligence and his boldness. And I thought, boy, I wish he was there when I was there. I'd have had another friend. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's just so hard to find people that will stand up. Most yep. of them just go along to get along. Because I get my paycheck, I get my benefits. And by the way, all you people out there keep sending more money to Lansing so I can keep my benefits. And now I can stay there for 12 years. Right. And not just a six. Oh, boy, what a dumb bunch of people you are for putting me in there. Now the rhinos will stay in even longer and have a big committee to elect fund set up so nobody yep. else can run against them and hope to win. Yep. That's what's going to happen. Yep. It's Absolutely. crazy. Uh, uh, prop one, prop two, and prop three were all bad. should have all gone down. That's why I think we need to have uh, forensic audits of all the machines, and we need mm -hmm. to look at uh, all the anomalies, how people could vote for all the Republicans on the ticket, except they voted for Whitmer and Nestle. Yep. No, it doesn't work like that. That's what it happened, and lots of ballots. So that's suspect. Mm -hmm. Corruption is alive and well in the state of Michigan. It sure is. Speaking of guns and such, are you hunting? No. I uh, couldn't hunt because I had my shoulder operated on, oh. and uh, I couldn't really drag a deer out if I shot one. But uh, my grandson was 12. He went in opening day. He only sat down for half an hour and shot himself an eight-point buck. I that saw that. Cool. That was a great one. Yeah, and he shot it with a 30-30, and my son uh, you know, measured it. It was 260 yards. Matter of fact, he got on the, the phone because it was my gun that I had here. I let him use it. And he said, where does he aim at 260? Or he thought it was 250 yards. It turned out to be 260. Where does he aim at 250? I said, put it right on the top of his back, squeeze the trigger. It will drop right into his lungs. That's exactly what he did. Double lunged it. Nice. Got it. Matter of fact, I had uh, deer for dinner tonight. So there you go. There you go. Well, I love animals. They're delicious. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow I get to go to my first college, uh, Michigan college game. It's going to be cold. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I never played football, so I watch basketball more than I do football. But yep. uh, yeah, that's, that's a sport, you know, we don't kill each other in the amphitheater like they did in Rome. Right. We just beat the heck out of each other on the field with a football. Yep. It's all good, though. Anyway, that's all I got. All right, Dave. And, uh, until next time. Oh, by the way, we still have the election with Herschel Walker over there. It's yes. December 6th. Yep. So we don't know what's going to happen there, but we do know we will have the House with about 218 to 220 members. Yep. Thank we goodness. Can Pelosi can go bye-bye. Uh, she, You know what she wanted to do? She wanted a, a, a fancy, cushy job like uh, being an ambassador to Italy or something. But I think uh, Biden was a little upset with her that he did, she didn't hit the House. So she, he was, she was asked just to stay in, uh, in the House in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not going to get what she wants. No. That's good to hear. Yep, absolutely. she just go away. No doubt. All right, Dave, appreciate it as always. We will talk to you next week. You betcha. Bye. You bet. Have a good day. See you. See you. You are listening to the Patriots Voice of Michigan. God bless.